Transcript. Every human is supplied with abundance of energy. It can be used or squandered. One might be engaging a deep debate as to what squandering is if we label it other than to say it does not, at the end of the life, produce something. In other words, lead to success. But our emotions and appetites can overwhelm our rational mind and we can easily become self-destructive in the name of something we have relabeled as essential. Take sex for example, at the beginning of a new relationship if we place a marble in a glass jar for every time we have sex and then after one year start taking a marble out of the jar for every time we have sex, the jar will unlikely ever empty. The energy we invested in sex was justified as love but when that relationship doesn't survive we might regret even forget the sex so great and simply reflect on the time wasted making someone and ourselves, happy. Infatuation is a part of nature's plan to procreate and continue to expand the population, but I doubt she intended for that to become the single dominant goal of humanity. More sex, that is. No matter how many times we call on these hidden forces of energy, those forces can never fail to respond, because they are infinite and inexhaustible. People stand alone and apart from all other creatures, in this visible world around them, in that they can call on these powers and have the power to govern their own actions, choose right or wrong, mold their own fate, and create their life and circumstances. If only they can question what they justify as essential. To animals life and the visible world are fixed quantities. To humans, life and the world are reflexes of a variable and controllable inward mental state, consciousness. We can make life what we will, thus can we live in a world of our own creating. We can choose what we do and think, and therefore we can change what we cause and create. This we call free will. The freedom to squander or utilize this infinite resource of energy. Human beings alone have the power to realize and recognize the inward power of the subconscious mind, the infinite, and to consciously bring it into focus. The inward powers of the mind are potentially universal, but they lie dormant and unexpressed until they are recognized and aroused into action by the individual. This is why the majority of people are so worried and distressed. Why they either fail to make life worth living by squandering energy on pleasing others or achieve only partial success due to fear or hate, and sustain that with great difficulty. They try to achieve without the power to achieve. They marvel at their own weaknesses, not realizing that within them live immeasurable powers which are patiently waiting to find expression. Until a person calls these powers into activity they can never act. They can only react. Within them is that which is connected to the powerhouse of the universe, yet they never feel its power. Within them is the infinite wisdom knowledge, inspiration, creative power and driving force, yet they slumber on, unconscious of their existence squandering time and energy on things transient. To those who realize their own interior powers, what a goldmine of inexhaustible treasure do they find, enough force and energy for all accomplishment. In the universe there are also black holes. They are sites of extreme vortex that draw even light into their depths. In other words they suck energy. This is the force of the universe we see opposing the light from suns. In our life, a micro-universe exists. Gratitude being the light and ingratitude being the black holes. When we are with someone who is a black hole they become for many, the receptacle for light and energy. They make people who have light happy to squander it in celebration of their own shadow. It is a complex arrangement which we sometimes call love. Two opposite energies, the light and the dark creating a dance. It is an emotional dance. A relationship in which there is a zero sum. What one builds the other devours. The more energy the light creates the more dark the other consumes. It feels for some a right dance but at the end of all the therapy, at the end of all the squabbles, at the end of all the goings-on, including work, nothing more was achieved than if both people had resigned themselves to silence and just gone about their life. Thus success is more than this. When you, dear friend, enter into the realization of the mighty power within you, 
you enter into possession of all good and perfect things. You cease to strive, and squabble, and snatch with selfish anxious hand, the bread from another's mouth. You no longer dance with the darkness. You no longer live by striving, running around with palpitating heart and careworn face, to push your way in front of the person next to you. Instead, you set your ambitions high, and, sustained and carried forward by invisible forces, enter into possession of all that you desire. Work? Yes you work, for right thinking, and this realization of the power within you is the result of right thinking, is the inspiration of right action. You will work hard enough, no one is happy who does not work, but the difference will be that your work will be the greatest joy in your joyful life. Joy, there is no joy like the joy of work well loved and well done, and which leads to accomplishment and victory. Work, yes, you will work, but not with feverish haste or with the fear of failure and bankruptcy always before you. Instead, you will work with confidence and power, sharing the knowledge that your efforts lead definitely to success. When you have realized the inward power, you will feel it pushing you in the back and impelling you forward, you will feel yourself born to the goal of your endeavor. Whereas formerly you were chasing success and wanting it by demand, in future you will realize that you are the master, that you command and success obeys. You realize that instead of, as in the past, running after fame and fortune, which like trying to snatch a falling feather, constantly eludes you, you have now the power to attract all desirable things to you. You let the feather fall into your open palms. Instead of feverish anxiety and joyless quest, you possess calm and confidence and the power to accomplish everything that you desire. There will be no anxiety, no worry about tomorrow, instead, the confidence of exact knowledge, the knowledge that the results will be exactly as you arranged just as today is the result of past thinking, so the future will be the result of what is thought today. Therefore you do certain things today and you know with mathematical certainty what the future outcomes will be. What is mine shall know my face, that is the basis of all success, the confidence, the exact knowledge that what you are sowing now will be reaped 100 times over in the future. You will now begin to see why I ask you to use affirmations. In preceding lessons it was explained what affirmations are, their object and the way in which they work. In the meantime make use of the same affirmations that you've been using in the past week but with something added it will now read. The old life is getting buried. I have severed myself from it once and for all. Henceforth I live the new life of success and power, self-mastery and all accomplishment. This I do, not from the strength of my feeble will or surface mind of my ordinary thinking but by the infinite power of my deeper sub-mind which is at one with, and forms part of, the infinite universal mind. Make the affirmation emotionally charged. Think of what you are saying. Enter into all that the words mean. Embody the words and feelings. Feel their power. Do not, however, screw yourself up into nervous tension, instead let yourself relax. First your body with its muscles and nerves, let them go limp, let your mind, let that go limp also. Now affirm calmly and confidently as instructed, and then visualize a piece of yourself, radiant, calm, and possessed of a new power. See yourself master of all weaknesses and passions, directing yourself, guiding your life with an earth wisdom, shaping your new course to a glorious destiny. Practice and keep on practicing the art of visualizing. Remember that you are dealing with finer matter than the senses can discern, but it is nonetheless real, in fact, it is far more real. The fact that you can see with your mind's eye, visualization, that which you have created by your mental processes, is proof that what you have created exists. If it did not exist you could not see it. If, therefore you create in your mental room a picture of yourself, radiant, successful, self-discipline, master of your life and destiny, then you are creating a new you which in the process of time will become objectified in your outward life. In other words the new you, the radiant being of your mental imagery, 
will later manifest itself in a new outside physical you. Whatever is created in the unseen, later becomes manifested in the seen. This is an immutable law. By mental imagery you create in the unseen. Be careful what you create, whatever it is, good or bad, will find its way into your life and be read and known to all people. Whenever you meet with temptation or difficulty or if you let yourself get flustered at business just withdraw into yourself for a moment and make the affirmation mentally, and realize that you are a new creature. You'll then become conscious of the inward power.